0: Is it better to be a commission salon or a rental salon for your staff? Do they make more in either scenario? We're going to talk about that and a ton more all on today's podcast. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas and barbershops shops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Salon Owner Evo Revo Show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Salon Scale, allowing you to charge by what you know, not by what you feel. Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Jason Everett, and with me is Doug Campbell. We are the co founders of the High Performance Salon Academy, and uh, excited to be on with you on this hot topic today. Doug, commission versus rental, what's better? And I don't just mean for the, for the uh, salon owner, we'll talk about that, but also what's better for the staff? Cause there's some myths out there, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is getting the facts on the table. So, cause I mean, they're two different models. They both work, but yeah. it, you just gotta know the facts about what it takes to do each one and yeah. what you really want out of your career. Uh, cause I think the problem is there's a lot of misinformation out there and people make decisions and then they realize crap, uh, you know, I'm into something I didn't realize what I was getting into because of marketing (laughs) uh, that they've heard. And then the thing that and marketing that maybe their families heard and get in their ear about things. And it just, you know, it'd be good if we could just have good conversations and get some real facts out there about, you know, which one's which and what's involved with each one. I think that that would would solve a lot of problems. It doesn't have to be this craziness of, you know, i'm leaving and going and doing my own thing and then they get out there like i have no idea what i'm doing and i had no idea i had to do this and i had no idea when i'm on vacation i still have to pay rent i had no idea that you know yeah when i'm sick i still have to pay rent
0: (laughs) so full full disclosure here uh in the high performance salon academy we fully support commission salon models hybrid salon models and any team-based type of environment that you, you have a team of people and you're looking to grow them and develop them we do not coach rental salons like we it's it's not basically you're, you're running like an apartment complex so we don't coach that way so i think it's full disclosure time for us to let you know uh that we probably are a, at a level biased but we want to give you the goods and bads of rental and the goods and bads of commission to hopefully give you as much of an unbiased opinion as possible but i, I do think it's important to know which side of the camp that we already stand on okay we're gonna do our best to stay in the middle the other thing i think is important for you to know is this comes off the tail of of uh just this last week we had um, we did a masterclass. Uh, every month we do a masterclass. And this month's topic was how to prove commission is better than rental to your staff. Because sometimes, and Doug, you were mentioning this, is like people hear this idea, uh, and usually through marketing, they hear this idea because like suite renters and booth renters and things like that say, keep 100% of your income, come over to suite rental or booth rental. And it becomes this like, Big ad campaign that says keep 100% of your money, which is a blatant lie. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And on this masterclass that we did, we had over 1,300 people sign up for our masterclass uh, this last week. And it was really powerful. And it it showed me like the power of like, this is such a hot topic that we decided to do another masterclass uh, on the subject. And it's going to be coming up. Uh, if you're depending on when you're watching this it's gonna be in may i think it's on may I'll, i need to double check may 16th or something let me see if i can get the exact date so i tell you uh yeah may 16th i did say it right so may 16th at 8:30 pacific if you want to get access to i'm gonna do another live one uh, i'll be on and i'm gonna walk through literally the finances uh, side by side of what it takes to run a rental salon, a commission salon. We're not going to do that today. But if you want to come back and, and and get that, do me a favor and comment masterclass, and we'll make sure that you, we get you a spot in that masterclass. We may have another thousand people sign up for that because this is like the topic of topics. But I want to talk about something. If you don't know this, do you guys know that sometimes advertising lies to you? Did you know that? Because I think this idea of like keeping one hundred percent of your money is kind of crazy, and we'll talk about it today. Uh, but the, the most famous like kind of lie of advertising i want to give you today uh is from uh listerine maybe you use listerine as your mouthwash you at least heard of listerine right it's a very popular mouthwash and what i want to talk about is listerine if you don't know this created an, an entire disease did you know that listerine created an entire disease to sell listerine and the, the disease they created is called halitosis maybe some of you guys are familiar with this uh but let's see if i can put this up on the screen here they actually, if you if you Google just halitosis ads, you can see them all. Uh, but it's it's they're amazing. These ads. It's like, how was your breath today? Oh, this is a good one. Uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride, because you have halitosis, right? Uh, and it, I love this. Are you unpopular with your children, right? Like, I just absolutely love that these campaigns. Uh, they created and invented this disease halitosis to sell you something, uh, which was Listerine. And Doug, I, I figured that'd be entertaining for today, right? Like this <laughs> idea of like halitosis makes you unpopular, right? Yeah, and it's green. And, sold it's like, to and it, we're talking; these ads are from like the like the '30s, '20s, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's that's the whole thing. I mean, it's just like right now; it's like you gotta realize when somebody's advertising something is because they want something from you. They're trying to create the environment that you'll do it. And Sweet right. Rentals, I mean they want you to come and sign that lease. They want that lease right. signed. So if they can right. create an illusion that you're going to keep all of your money. Uh, and then people around you that, I mean, if people don't know what it takes to actually do it. We're gonna say, yeah, why should you, why shouldn't you keep all of your money? Um, right. So I think that those are things that I think and, and like and to me I think there's a place for booth rental I think there, there, there's p- certain people and type situation then it, it it works well yeah can we talk uh,
0: about the situations where rental because because I think there's three different types of like rental scenarios that end up playing out but like let's talk about these what would be a reason to rent what would be the reason to work in a commission salon in your mind Doug
1: well I mean if I wanted like complete control of my time and I knew that I had good time management then I would say okay because the thing about it is, is you've got to go now and get all of your color and, your, and you got to realize either, either one you choose your end of the day, take home money is going to be a, very close to each other. It's going to um, be similar.
0: It's, it, it's well, gonna, and this right. is the thing just to give you some framework on commission. When we do the analysis and you'll see this in the, in the master class, is that at first glance, the results, the actual bottom line results is your income is about the same, but if you factor in some of the benefits from commission salon, your income goes up. And if you factor in some of the extra work in rental, your commission goes down. Or your 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 income goes down, and I, like to the point, Doug, this whole thing on keeping 100 percent of your income—it's bullshit. Oh, excuse my language. We'll have to see if I can bleep that out. Uh, but anyway, the idea is—is is it's BS that you're going to keep all that money, right? Is that um, the idea is—is is that you still have to pay taxes? You're still going to have rent as involved, and I, and I see this a lot. Is that I saw I saw something the other day that said rent is your number one expense if you're a renter, and if you want to control your profitability, you know, rent a cheaper space. I was like, well, look, if you're going to rent a cheaper space and have a, you know, your image is going to go down, all these things. And I'm like, and honestly, at the end of the day, if you think rent's your biggest expense, apparently you're not paying tax because tax is really your biggest expense. You know what I mean? I'm like, between your rent and your tax and your supplies and all these other things and your time spent and all these other things, there's a lot of scenarios. And I think... you you mentioned it, Doug, is control of time. Like, if you want to be able to work when you want without any boss, and I I still think this is kind of a myth here. If you want to work without any boss, then okay, sure, you know, start your own company and do that. But I think a lot of people misunderstand. They they don't understand what it really takes to run a business. And this is my thought on it. And again, I'm like saying like, here's a scenario, but then watch out. I think you go from having one boss to having hundreds of bosses because now all of your clients are your boss instead of the one boss you worked with at the salon. Right you know, is now exactly. you're answerable to every one of your guests instead of the owner of the salon, right? Because
1: you can no longer say this is the salon policy,
0: right? You know, if, Here's if a if salon policy. It, this is the salon it. hours, right? You're, you're it's it. like, you want me to work on a Saturday? You have to, and again, so stylists are very often very accommodating to their guests. So if their guests are like, I really need you to work on Sunday. Otherwise I can't come in. You'll probably bend and say, okay, I'll do it.
1: Well, I mean, right. it's, and it's the discipline, like I said, time management of that, you know, half your book cancels in a day that you stay there and you start marketing yourself instead of, oh, right. it's time to go shopping or it's time to go to the beach. Um, I yeah. think that's just the illusion. I think that all the things that are done that make it work, you know, like if you worked at a commission's on, there's a fully stocked color bar that's sitting back there and you go get any color that you want at any time that right. you want. If you're doing your own thing, then you have to go, you have to go to the supply store make sure you've got the color for the clients that are coming in. And hoping someone else in the booth rental situation hasn't come in and taken some of your color because they didn't go to the supply store i mean that that wouldn't happen so i'm saying if you're a very disciplined person i mean you got to realize it is people say i want to be my own business owner that's great but it is owning a business if you're going to do it right you've got to pay your taxes you got to do your accounting you got to you got to manage yourself you got to you got to say am i willing to yes i can be flexible when i'm doing hair but am i willing to put in the other hours that it's going to take getting my supplies, doing my accounting, doing the other thing, doing my marketing, doing all those things that you need to do. And if you are that person, then great. And what's funny is usually whenever people do really good and they say like, wow, really got this down. is one of the things that we talked about. They, they, it's, it's the funny, the circle. They go back and they say, you know, I could open a commission based salon. I could create a team and we can do this together. It says, right.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, there's basically three ways that people go into rental. And I think this is really important is like people leave and think they have like an entrepreneurial seizure. Hey, I'm going to be in business for myself. And there are people, and again, Doug, you mentioned it. the Number one person who goes into rental, not number, not the most of them, but this is one type of person, right? Is that somebody goes into rental environment and goes, wow, I think I'm actually pretty good at running a salon. And they leave from rental and open a commission salon, <laughs> right? Is they go back to so like, I'm going to build a team and do this for real. And that's great. We love people like that. We have a lot of people like that in our Academy that they said, Hey, I rented for a while and then I went and started a commission salon and that's fantastic but if you want to build lasting wealth that's where the commission salon comes in so you want freedom of your schedule and not be told what to do that's great but if you want to be able to build real wealth that comes from creating commission so number one is uh they realize that they are good at running a business and they start a commission salon number two is the renter who goes off on their own and they kind of plateau like this mm-hmm. happens a lot is they're like, well, hey, I had $60,000 a year in business and I leave and I, I keep that 60,000 or we I mean, could be 100,000. It could even be more than that. But they kind of plateau as they maintain their exact same level of income for a long time. And you and I both know, Doug, that if you're just maintaining, you're really going backwards right is yeah. that you got to be able to grow on a regular basis otherwise you're in trouble and a lot of renters uh struggle with growth once they leave the commissioned environment really? because because they, they're spending all their time instead of marketing and growing and doing things like that they're spending it behind the chair and even if they grow their time behind the chair they reduce their hours so even for commission salons we don't advise the owner to work behind the chair it's a whole thing right right That's
1: third type you're... of
0: person go ahead no, so, as I say, third type of person is somebody who goes off to rent on their own. And we see these casualties all the time. They go off to rent, they decide it's too hard and they leave the industry because they're like, you know what? I, this is, if this was the goal. And I think honestly, Doug, I think sometimes, uh, beauty schools, uh, shame on you for doing this is you teach people that owning your own business and becoming a renter is the goal and, and shame on you, the salon owners that have endorsed the same idea. And I see this in salons and it makes me sick. Is that salon owners that go, well, Hey, I put them on. You know, hourly or on commission until they build up their book of business enough so they can just rent from me. And somehow, rental becomes the goal. It's like once you, I, once I got you on your feet, then you can just be a renter and not have to worry about it, make all the money that you want. And like that's how they do it. I've seen salons with that as their goal. I think sometimes that schools have that as their their goal for people, and it creates a problem because when you see it as the goal, and all of a sudden you you start to shrink when you're at that size. Like I guess this industry isn't great, and we know that's not the case. Right. We know it's not the case.
1: Yeah, it's like i talked to several people who have been booth rental and then come back into the commission world and the thing that they say is that it really made me lazy it's like one i didn't realize how much other stuff i have to do but then because i didn't have parameters around me and that's why i say is people that are very self-disciplined can do yeah. good at it uh right. but it it, it it but is that what is doing the business part of it what you really want to do that's what I yeah, is that why
0: you got into it
1: working in that's where i think working mm-hmm. in a salon situation where you're still going to be making about the same money. I mean, we got to get clear that, you know, when you do the math, the money comes out real close. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if you don't know how to do that
0: math, we are doing that masterclass right. coming up again uh, in May. So comment masterclass. Well, I'll send you the link and get you the tickets and all that stuff. By the way, I got to cut you off, Doug, because we got to take a break. We're overdue. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. When we come back, we'll talk about some of those financial differences and what are some of the other uh, advantages and disadvantages of rental versus commission. We'll be right. We'll be right back. Hey, HPSA listeners. Let me ask you this, are you tired of not knowing what your hair color is costing you on every appointment and watching it chew up your profit? Well, with salon Scale, we take the guesswork out for you. Using a mobile app paired with a Bluetooth scale, salon Scale will tell you exactly what your color is costing you on every bowl mix down to the gram. As you mix, salon Scale will also digitally store your formulas and track how much product is being used in real time. So, you can manage your inventory, cover your expenses, and generate more profit in your salon. Use promo code HPSA10 to get 10% off an annual subscription. Salon Scale, the new standard for mixing color. So, even tools like that, Doug, I mean, we were just watching on the break there, right? Is like even tools like Salon Scale are a great example of like, well, so do you have Salon Scale on your own? Like, are you using tools like that? And I think one of the things about commission is the goal is that you spread the cost amongst a bunch of people. I think sometimes suite rentals are like, oh yeah, well we spread the building cost amongst lots of people so we can reduce the cost. But what about all the other costs? What about the bulk buying of color and all these other things? Like you're an individual buying color versus buying it bulk that you can in the salon. And then when you add in other things like tools and resources and things like that inside the salon, you're having to divide up the cost of one. So if you wanna have a receptionist, and again, sometimes suites uh will handle it like an automated phone system or something like that like there's some of those things that start to get used uh inside the salon to spread them out but it often is a really uh big problem as far as how much cost you have to outlay. Because if you wanna advertise, you're advertising for one, you're not advertising for five. And again, every single one of those costs will rack up and add up against you. And again, I keep plugging it, but I want, I really want you guys to get it, because if you wanna to come to that masterclass and see the side-by-side numbers on how it compares, and I'll tell you even more, I'll show you myths and what are the misconceptions, uh, and we can go even deeper. But I, I really think this is a, a powerful topic because um, so many people in commission salons, and again, I go back to the advertising we talked about up front people believe they can just keep 100% of their income
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and that and that's I, again that goes back to the advertising myth and I think as a commission salon owner if you're watching this would you do me a favor and comment commission by the way if you're watching this on video and you you uh and you are a commission salon owner because I think you have to know that your staff is getting assaulted by campaigns saying come over here because you can keep 100% of your income so you know what that means you need to have a campaign internally inside your salon that talks about how commission is actually better than rental so that they have at least the other side of the story. Because if you don't have any education like that or somehow deep down you believe that it is actually better to rent, if you believe that somewhere in your soul or in your core, then all of a sudden they're going to, uh, that, that's the only thing competing for their attention and their friends, family, and in their mind for real estate. And it's gonna start really you know, sinking in. And you'll believe that halitosis was a real disease too. Right?
1: Yeah, I, I think the thing is getting people to understand the, the, the bigger picture of you do it all on your own and what that actually means right. or you do it with a group of people because it's like the, the money conversation. It's like when we do the master class and go through the dollars. I mean, the only way you get around, if you're going to cheat on your taxes, if you're not going to report your income, cheat on your
0: taxes. Sure. Well, 100%! You can steal from the away, and, get, and right. hopefully get away with it, and that would make you more money.
1: And somebody, of yeah, they their books, they go into Booth Rental, they don't know what, they're, they're, everything's a hot mess. They're just trying to stay up with stuff, just waiting to one day get audited. And they, and they just legitimately don't know. Instead of working in a commission environment where they're working with a team, have most everything that they need supplied for them, advertising, as steady flow of clients. It's as, as one of the interesting things too that I think people don't take into account. And, and I find this at just about any level of stylist, they, they believe when they go Booth Rental, that everybody's going to come with them. Um,
0: yeah, this it, is really interesting.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 I don't care who it is. It's just something it's, it's, it happens well, they it believe about, that,
0: that that, that that person is only right. there because of them has nothing to do with the salon.
1: Right. At, at about 20%, because generally, and this is across the board, it's that there's 20% of your clientele that has been looking for a reason to divorce you. And they just couldn't when you leave. I want to go to somebody else. You know, I've been with her a while, and I like her, and she kind of intimidates me. So, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't wanna, She's you know, I want to. He's way cooler than I am. Her.
0: I can't, I can't back. And this she up. does,
1: she does pretty good work. And you know, but I really kind of like to. And then Try you something. leave, and you go somewhere else, and you give them the perfect excuse to divorce you. Mm-hmm. And people's like, I don't understand what happened with yeah. those people. And then also, people are coming for an environment. They want to come into an environment where they feel like there's a team working. And in the boot section, you don't know what the environment is you don't know what kind of music the person next to you is going to play what they're going to be dressed like, and there's no way to control it um so i mean it's yeah. like
0: yeah. doug you bring up a great point i don't know if i've ever mentioned this to you before but like uh, you know when i was younger i had a stylist who worked in a regular a regular commission salon and i remember she slipped me her number one day like it was very odd that she like slipped me her number she was like hey just in case you want to book you know next time you could just call me directly and i was like oh okay, good to know. And she like slipped me her number. And then when I texted her or called her or whatever, she's like, Oh yeah, I I'm actually going to another salon, you know, over here in this part of town and whatever. And I remember the first time I walked into the door of that other salon and it was not so awesome. Like I walked in the door of that salon and there was nobody in there. It felt like a ghost town. And cause again, a lot of times if you have freedom of time, you're like, why well, only work on Tuesdays? I only want to work that one day or two days. So like the salon didn't feel busy. It was like, sometimes there'd be one other guest getting their hair done there. And the environment was completely different than the nice pro salon that I had been going to with this person. I switched over to this other salon and I was like, "I it wasn't my favorite. And to your point, I probably got my haircut there for the next three years before I found an excuse to leave that gal because I was like, I never liked it there. I didn't like it there and I just didn't have, I didn't know how to appropriately break up with that stylist. And it was like, I even stayed for a while and then I was like, ah, I found an opportunity. Like, I don't remember if I moved, my job was somewhere different. And I was like, oh, sorry, it's just not gonna work because my job doesn't let me have this time. It was something random, you know? And this is the other thing. The interesting thing about that was I had worked with that stylist because they were available on the days that I needed. And when they started running their own schedule, they would say, Oh, you can only book me on Thursdays now. And I was like, Well, that doesn't really right. work for me. Like, and again, it's another reason to leave that stylist. And I think I think that's kind of the most underrated thing is that the the commission salons, like I know this is gonna be sound crazy, but hopefully your commission salon and you're like, Yeah, Doug and Jason, yeah, right. But like <laughs> the idea here is that the Commission Salon is actually designed to protect the stylist from themselves and from the guest. Yep. I'll say that again. A Commission Salon is designed to protect the stylist from themselves and the guests or the stylist, or the, the stylist from the guests, because the stylists would just be super de- or the guests would be super demanding on the stylist time. And then the, the Commission Salon is the intermediary. And then same thing the stylist may not be able to manage their time very well or manage the rest of the business so that's part of it so i think if you want to be in an environment where you want to thrive as a stylist you might in and and, and, uh, and i'll i'll leave you on this last thought cuz we're we're coming to the end of the 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 uh, podcast today but i think one of the things is if you're a stylist and you really want to do incredible hair and you want a place to grow a commission salon can be one of the best places for you to be, but I I wanna leave you on this final thought. I was just doing a video about this yesterday. People don't leave salons, they leave salon managers. And that could be you as the owner, it could be the manager of your salon, and here's what happens. They run out of salon future, meaning they no longer see a path towards success or haven't been properly communicated their path to success inside your commission salon so the fact that they're potentially looking outside of your salon is because somewhere along the line yes somebody got in their brain and started marketing that they have halitosis or sweetitosis or commissionatosis or whatever we're going to call it here right somebody got in their brain and started implanting that thing but then they had to take a long hard look and say is my future better here or is it better somewhere else and for you as a salon owner that have had lost people and doug i know you've lost people before and i know mm-hmm. other salons in our academy have lost people i don't mean to punch anybody in the face by saying this but like if you've lost people and by the way me as a business owner i've lost people too that have left and i'm like what the hell it's because they, they ran out of future is they thought that their life could be better somewhere else and you know what Sometimes that's fine. That's a natural part of doing business. But if you can look at yourself as a leader and say, where can I clean this up? How can I better educate people about the difference between rental versus commission? How can I show them there's a path to one day open another location with me, or one day become a shareholder in this salon, or one day become, you know, a part of what we do to become management, like give them a path to ascend into, great, into greater things. I think it makes a huge difference inside the salon when you communicate those things. So just be aware of those symbols, be aware of what's going on, and again, if you wanna see the like side by side dollar for dollar example, uh, we're be doing that in that masterclass, a comment masterclass. If you haven't commented, I told you 15 times to comment during this podcast. So, comment masterclass. And I'll give you access to the full side-by-side breakdown that you can use uh, to actually have a better conversation with your with your uh, staff to make sure they don't even consider rental. And Doug, do you wanna mention, I hope it's okay that you, I, I prompt you on this. Do you wanna mention what you talked about about during the onboarding process? Because I think we're gonna be implementing this inside the Academy over the next couple of weeks. And I think it's good to just- Yeah, really see I, I, I
1: think it's the onboarding. I mean, we sit down at, at each level, getting a um, the, the breakdown of booth rental versus commission at each level in the it. salon. For so they can see it. I mean, the, I think it's, it's just go to and have the real conversation. You know, and, yeah. I, I, always hate getting the text of, Hey, I appreciate everything you've done for me, but I've decided to go and do my own and it's like, yeah. And they don't even know what it's like, they've, they've
0: right. gotten that illusion. And, and at that point it's too late. You can't, late. you can't right. say, let it's me show you the thing. Cause they've already and told the plans and...
1: and what's terrible is some of them are actually angry about it. Cause they got in there. It's like, oh, the salon owner has been taking money from me. Which just yeah. isn't the truth. I mean, so there again, when we break down the numbers, they can see everything yeah. that we're spending the money that they're bringing in on. Right. They understand you. Know, that this is not a high profit margin in the salon business, especially on services. Uh, the profit comes off of the the retail sale, not the services. Um, the, the margins are much different. But I think having that conversation up front, let's talk about the white elephant in the room and
0: get yeah. that conversation Let, yeah. up front. Don't in, be afraid of talking right. about the numbers.
1: And let's yeah. go ahead and give them the tools. So if somebody in their family, or they're hearing that stuff and someone hearing it, keep all the money, they can then take that and put it in front of them and say, this is what it really looks like. And they can, you can move the numbers around, play with it. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to slant it one way or say, like look at it and make an in- intelligent decision. Is this what you want to take on? And if that is, then fine. This is what it is over here and embrace where you are and be happy where you are and don't feel like someone's taking advantage of you Cause your money is going to be the same either way, either. You're going to do a lot of that stuff yourself, or you're going to have someone else do it for you. That's going right. to be your choice.
0: So guys, I hope we answered the question. Is it better commission or rental? I think it kind of, the answer is always, it depends. Uh, but obviously we, we lend towards commission for both the stylist and for the, uh, the stylist and for the owner. I mean, the owner gets to build a team and the stylist gets to work on a team. We find that to be one of the most, the, the most positive environments for creating growth. Uh, rental tends to be a static or a, a neutral position or a shrinking position which we don't want anybody to be in for any reason we want ambitious high energy people and we know that ambitious high energy people thrive around other ambitious high energy people and that's usually not the case I get I get calls from renters all the time or people who run sweet rental salons they're like how do I get my team how do I get my renters to work together I'm like you don't they're renters you can't do that it's illegal right. if you try and be, if you try to work like them as a team so don't confuse the models. If you want them to act like a team, help them be a team, put them on the right business model. And in some states, for crying out loud, you might be thinking this is this is illegal in some states even do rental because they know how many times uh, that, the, that they get shafted on the um, uh, taxes and all these other things. So hopefully it's been really helpful for you. If this was helpful, do me a favor and comment helpful. I'd love to know that this uh, podcast did some good out there in the universe uh, for commission uh salons and again if you want the master class comment master class i'll give you the information uh i hope you guys always enjoy our podcast we've hit some record numbers of subscribers and we'd really appreciate uh your endorsement by leaving us a review on our podcast uh by going on to uh spotify or pandora or apple podcast or anywhere that you can find the podcast and actually give us a review it's really helpful and helps other people find our podcast learn more about it we've been doing this we're uh you know almost 100 episodes in here and we can't wait to do even more great quality give content like this. Thank you guys so much for being here. Have a good one. Thanks Doug. Hey guys. Thanks for listening to the Evo Revo podcast. Today's podcast was brought to you by Salon Scale, allowing you to charge by what you know, not by what you feel. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and you can always get more information including show notes and the video episodes at evorevopodcast.com.